Uh, welcome, everybody. It's July 30th, 2019. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Perry. What's up, guys? And welcome to Clock Management. All right, guys, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Our Twitter is Management Clock. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, before we get into football, I want to go over a couple other things real quick. So we are still giving away a Le'Veon Bell jersey, but there's been a, a surprise on that. Perry, you want to uh, tell everyone about that? Yeah. Uh, so originally we said we'd be giving that away at 300 followers on Twitter. It's taking longer than we want. Um, that's not your guys' fault. The people that have been following us for a while, you deserve it. Uh, we're going to give away the Le'Veon Bell jersey this Friday, no matter uh, how many followers we are currently at. If you follow us between now and Friday, you'll be entered to win that Le'Veon Bell jersey. And then when we hit 300 followers, we will be giving away another Le'Veon Bell signed jersey uh special little trick with that if you follow us on twitter you'll be entered to win once if you follow us also on youtube or subscribe to us on youtube you'll be entered a second time so if you want to double your chance of winning a signed Le'Veon bell jersey uh after 300 twitter followers subscribe to us on youtube follow us on twitter and you'll be entered twice uh, yeah, so make sure you guys catch us on there. We really appreciate you guys uh, following us, so we want to get that out to you guys. And uh, now you got a chance to get a second one as well. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, something else I really I wanted to do really quick before we get started. Justin and I have been learning how to do podcasts uh, while we're doing the podcast. And we found out that it's a lot of work and we need help. So we actually brought on a friend to be a producer for us. His name is Sean. Uh, he does a lot of our recording, uh, which just helps us out. And so I just want to give a big shout out to Sean and say thank you. And then if you heard our intro song just now, uh, our buddy Darian actually made that intro song for us that I think it's way better than the one I made. So thanks, Darian. Yeah, thank both of you guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, also, side note, it's uh, Sean's anniversary today. So happy That's anniversary, right. Sean. <laughs> happy anniversary, Sean. And now I will be recording this show because of Sean doing his anniversary thing. So if there's any mess ups, you guys got to blame Sean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be better if he was here. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move into uh, some some news, Barry. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a few news pieces to talk about. Obviously, we did our new show Friday, but that was a whole weekend and a day ago. So uh, things are popping Every few hours, it's training camp. So a couple of things here. Andrew Luck is going to miss the first preseason game. I think that's not really a big surprise to me. I see no reason in them risking him. He knows how to throw a football. He doesn't need to be in the preseason games. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I'm not worried about Andrew Luck missing mm -hmm. the first. Like he, He's probably not going to play in those games even if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, there's just no point to risk it. A um, couple other things. AJ Green, big news here. He's going to miss a few games. That's regular season games. Uh, they're saying six to eight weeks uh, from Friday, I guess. So 
personally, I think we shouldn't expect him back week three at the earliest. Week five, maybe, is kind of where I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking probably two to four weeks of him gone. Yeah. Uh, I did say Tyler Boyd would be the number one receiver there in Cincinnati. Yeah. And you you I, hate to dance on someone's grave, but... I, I I don't want to dance on someone's grave, but I said it. I yeah. said it. But, you All know, right. do, crank that soldier boy, Perry. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, finally, news that is football-related with Tyreek Hill. Just a bruised quad. Uh, no big deal. I'm uh, sure that they'll just, you know, get the training staff in there, uh, and he'll be just fine. Uh, so you can relax and know he's your boy. Um, uh, the man, the myth, the magic, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I said it on Friday. He is leading the way in the QB competition in Miami. Love him. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. How excited are you about Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> Not at all. I do not love him as much as you. I, I feel like, I, I, feel I like love his beard. Uh, no. I love his beard. I love his demeanor. And I do love how he airs out the ball. But I still don't know if he's going to be the starter week one. Let's be clear. <laughs> I'm not drafting him. <laughs> but my goodness, is he fun to watch when he's doing his thing. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm excited to watch him play. Okay, you want him to do well. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Okay, you want him to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns three weeks in a row because then that's all anybody will talk about, and he's going to get lots of news press conferences, and those are going to be hilarious. So that's what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next piece of news, a big piece. Derrick Henry is in a walking boot. Uh, Not good news for those Derrick Henry truthers. Strained calf muscle. Uh, It sounds very similar to the injury that Kevin Durant had before he came back and then tore his Achilles. So it's nothing to mess with. I think the Titans are going to want to take it very easy on Derrick Henry. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to play in uh, in the first two, maybe even three preseason games. He might play in that third one, a lot, a lot of the guys do, but I I wouldn't risk it with him. Yeah, of all the boots that you could you could want to see your player wearing, that's not that's not the most preferred one, you know? Yeah, work boots, sure. Cowboy boots, I'm even cool combat with that. boots. Combat boots, rain boots. Yeah, but a, a walking boot. I mean, I can walk without boots, and apparently he can't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to say you're a better running back than Derrick Henry? You heard it here I, first. I think I might be. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't need a boot to walk. All right. <laughs> All right, what about uh, you? Got some news nobody cares about, Justin? I do. I, I did some deep diving on this uh, news that nobody cares about. Uh, so, first of all, Drew Brees played bubble soccer with a football uh, today. He created a game. Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch, but nobody What's really cared. Uh, where you wear a giant bubble suit that's all around you, basically, where you can run into each other and you bounce off each other. Wait, why don't we care about this? I kind of care a lot. Because it is not related to fantasy in any way. Uh, And then next piece of news, also Drew Brees related. Drew Brees beats Zion in a basketball slash football shooting competition. Really? Yeah. And they went to sudden death and Drew Brees beat him by shooting a three-pointer. 
Wow. <laughs> With a basketball. <laughs> you heard it here first. Drew Brees is better than Zion at uh, basketball. Yep. These hot takes here. And yeah. last piece of news that nobody cares about. <laughs> Gruden <laughs> says Nathan Peterman is growing on him. God. <laughs> you, you said that to me earlier today, and it was just the only thing I could think of was he should get that removed. But Yeah, it, it just... Oof. Yeah, Man, I could John not Gruden. care any less about that, and I just hope that, like John Gruden, like I, 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 he shouldn't. I don't see a reason why Nathan Peterman would set foot on the field, but you don't know because it's John Gruden. Dude, maybe he's one of Gruden's grinders. You yeah, never know. He's been grinding, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I could really i you know what i want to write a coffee table book of just john gruden quotes they're I, hilarious to me i want to make a coffee table that just has john gruden quotes just engraved all over it <laughs> we could do that with your coffee table you should ask your wife yeah she would love that yeah and then i would be sleeping down there <laughs> yeah. all right is all that right. all the news we don't care about that is i'm there i'm sure there's more but that's the important news that you don't care about Gotcha. It's important to distinguish between the two. <laughs> All right, let's get into our divisions. Uh, the picks we've been doing, we're, uh, I'm going to just go over it again just in case we got some new listeners. So we're basically going to choose like AFC and NFC North, which we did this week. And we're going to choose one player from each team in that division to fill a roster minus a kicker uh, and create a team fantasy team uh we'll both we did uh sent this to each other earlier so we could each do our picks and have it ready to go so we'll just go down by position all right all right first pair you want to list off the do you have the a list of the teams just to make it clear I for do. everyone all right yeah let's, i do let's uh do that yeah afc north we have the ravens the Bengals, the browns and the steelers the nfc north we have the bears the lions the packers and the vikings and as Tom Perry before, this was probably the hardest one out of the other two that we've done uh, so far for yeah. me. And uh, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I haven't really looked into the Western one yet, but I have a feeling that's going to be equally as hard. Yeah. For different. This reasons. one was tough. <laughs> I just, I just said, I just said a strategy and went with that and decided that's what I was going to do. So. Yeah, I, I listed down the players I, I cared about at each position and what team they they were on and then i just mm -hmm. kind of eliminated it from there which did help like uh for example there was a player who he was the only player on his team i cared about mm -hmm. and uh so uh, he was just a lock for me uh all right but yeah let's start off for, uh who you got at quarterback i took kirk cousins at quarterback oh see that was I, I i contemplated that for a while and yeah i feel like uh this i i didn't go with him and i got a this one i feel like is gonna upset some people because it because of who it eliminates from my team i went with baker mayfield oh cool yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i uh, think i think baker will probably have a better year than than cousins but yeah i, I think I guess it's more the other players that you're missing out on at that point. That and I ha I struggle with doing these uh, little practices because I start looking at value and I because I'm obsessed with like finding the yeah, right the value. ADPs, yeah, the yeah. Um, and you know, Kirk Cousins is like incredible value this year. Yeah, uh, for so, sure. Yeah. 
so obviously that means you missed out on Thielen. I missed out on uh, on Thielen uh, and Diggs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Thielen, Diggs, and Cook, and I missed out on uh, uh, Odell Beckham. Yeah, a- and yeah, Landry. And- and jerk, but I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> did I? Did uh, yeah, I? did you? Okay. Uh, uh, let's so go for, to the running backs. Yeah, for running backs, uh, I went with my number. My first running back is Joe Mixon from the Bengals. Oh, nice. I, I chose Joe Mixon as well. Cool. And then my second running back was Carrion Johnson. Mine too. I thought we might do that. Okay, nice. <laughs> I thought I, we might do that. I, yeah. I did consider some other ones though. So, dude, uh, as, as soon as Theo Riddick went down, which I guess we should have probably covered in the news. Yeah, that is theoretics hurt. Theoretics <laughs> out. Carry uh, yeah. on, on Johnson. Amazing. Yeah, all eyes on him right now. I, I believe they cut Theo Riddick. Did they cut him? Yeah, yeah, he was cut from the team. Oof. Right. Well, now his feelings are injured, so I wasn't wrong. <laughs> and uh, he'll probably be signing to Philly soon. They only have eight running backs currently, so. Right. It is where the running backs go to die. Uh-huh. Uh. Wide receivers. Go I, ahead. I got uh, Juju. I also took Juju. Okay, and I got, and I think we agree on this one. I got Adams. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wasn't sure at the beginning when I was looking at quarterback. I'm like, man, do I take uh, Rogers here? But if I take Rogers, I'm missing out on Adams. I'm like, I can't do yeah. that. Quarterback value. Yeah, quarterback value. All right, who's your flex? So. Uh, obj is my, fl- my oh flex. okay my flex is uh yeah. dalvin cook See, so that's where we differed at right there is that quarterback uh, position so we could get that flex yeah i i've talked to you a lot i really wish that i could go receiver 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 in the draft this year uh it would have to fall perfectly but if i were to land obj juju and Devonte adams because i did that yeah and these running backs holding cool. out isn't going to help you with that no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be going receiver, receiver. But. And then I took the Ravens defense. I, I'm assuming you did as well. I did. And so I'm assuming we both have the same tight end. The, yeah. Trey, Trey Burton. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was the one I was talking about where I'm like, I looked at the whole Bears team. I'm like, uh, I only want Burton from this group. Yeah. I for, mean, for this exercise. Pick, yeah, if I'm picking one player, I guess it's Burton. Um, I expect he finished as number seven tight end last year. Yeah, and right now his ADP is at twelve, but that completely outside or twelfth tight end off the board. Yeah. So yeah, outside of this exercise, and you know, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's. Oh yeah, I, I forgot what the actual show was about today for a second, Perry. I just got excited when I looked over at my notes. Yeah. Do you want me to go over it real quick? Yeah. You, you go ahead and uh, explain it for everyone. Okay. So for quarterbacks and tight ends, Justin and I selected uh, a few players, not necessarily in any order or with any ADP um, thought about. We just picked players that we wanted to talk about, whether we liked them, whether we didn't like them, whether they would be drafting too high or being drafted too low. I wanted to do something different this time. So what I did was I sent Justin three combinations of wide receivers so two wide receivers draft around the same adp and his task was to pick which one he would draft and tell me why and then he did the same thing for me so uh we're be, we'll be talking about six receivers each day 12 total and we'll be giving you a bottom line on who we'd be drafting uh between two players 
um, around similar ADPs. Yeah. So uh, I and obviously I did the same for Perry. So yeah. Let's <clears throat> do. You, I'm yeah. You go first, Perry. Who was the first two I sent you? So I did them in in uh, ADP order. Okay, that's so, fine. Yeah. Yeah. So the the first two that I want to talk about were Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, teammates. Uh, there's kind of a theme there coming from Justin, uh, which made it kind of tough. Uh, but it was, I wrote a lot on all these guys, so I got really into it. So basically I'll start with Adam Thielen. He had an explosive start to the season last year in the first eight games. He was the number one overall wide receiver, uh, topping a hundred yards in every game for those first eight games. Um, he also had six touchdowns in those first eight games. So I think we were looking at like an incredible year. We all thought he was about to blow up. But then the, for the remaining eight games, he only had one game over 100 yards and he only had three touchdowns. And he finished as the wide receiver seven. Uh, it was pretty wild, I guess, yeah. watching that happen. I know that there was a huge play calling change that happened mid midseason there, which may have contributed to that. His targets went way down when that happened. So I guess we could kind of equate some of it to that, but it's kind of, it was, it's hard to explain why all of a sudden he was just so, his production just fell, fell apart. Um, so anyways, uh, I, I kind of foresee that play calling to continue into 2019. They want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. They should. Dalvin Cook's a great runner. Dalvin Cook can catch the ball. Uh, which brings me to my next point is they have quite a few mouths to feed there with Stefan Diggs, who I'll talk about in a moment, Dalvin Cook, who I just spoke about. And I know Kyle Rudolph is kind of uh, a joke or a meme in the fantasy world right now. But the fact is he's a very good NFL tight end. He is not good for fantasy. He'll be a top 12 tight end this year, just like he was last year, but you don't want to own him. I promise I owned him last year. Um <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, it, right now, Adam Thielen's being taken as the 13th wide receiver off the board, directly ahead of Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's also ahead of Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, who I'll be talking about in a moment. Uh, and I think it's a great place for him to be picked, personally, as the 13th wide receiver. Um, <clears throat> bottom line, I think he's going to have another productive season. He's on a good team. Picking good players on good teams is safe. It, it feels good. You're the chance of you getting good production is is very high. Um, I don't think we're going to see the extremes that we saw last year, both high and low. I think we're going to see kind of an average or just above an average between the two. Uh, I have him pegged out for about 1,250 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, if I got him as my number two receiver, I'd be very happy. How do you, you so, concur? Do you concur, no, doctor? So <laughs> you said... So you're going with Thielen, you said? No, I haven't picked. I haven't. Told oh, you okay. Oh no, yeah, I, I, I uh, definitely agree with that. Uh, and it's I've been noticing that uh, in in drafts, uh, the, or just the ADP of them, Thielen mm -hmm. has, uh, <laughs> I say, pull away a little bit in uh, ADP wise. Um, yeah, just slightly. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think there's one person in between them now, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, but it's like they used to be back to back a uh, couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, for Diggs, I think Stefan Diggs, I, I wrote about this. I think he was put way up on a pedestal early on, pedestal early on in his career. 
people were saying that he's going to be the next great receiver. Um, and I think he didn't quite reach that. And it's a really high spot to fall from. I think that fall has kind of put a weird taste in people's mouth when they when it comes to Stefan Diggs. He had a great season last year. He had uh, 149 targets, which is crazy considering it was his first season with um, Kirk Cousins. He had 102 receptions, so over 100 receptions. He had 1,021 yards and nine touchdowns. I think if we got exactly that again this year, we'd be very happy. Um, I think we're going to get better, though. I think we're going to close in on 150 targets again with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think this could be the year that he hits his first double-digit touchdowns, and I think he'll also uh, probably be right around 1,200 yards. So if you remember, that's kind of what I predicted for Adam Thielen. I think these guys are going to fall right around that (laughs) same area. I think they're going to have two... 11 to 1200 yard receivers around eight to 10 touchdowns each, which is pretty amazing. Um, so I would personally in a draft, I would take the one that fell further. So if Adam Thielen goes first, then I'm going to take stuff on digs. Basically I'm not taking one of them first would be my goal. Absolutely. Cause I want the value. I want, if I don't have to spend a, you know, a pick on Adam Thielen and I got stuff on digs, you know, four picks later. Cool. That's cool with me. I'm going to take the the second one. Um, but I don't think that's what you wanted from me, Justin. So yeah, yeah if they're uh, both on the board and it's your yeah. pick and you know, they're not coming back to you. Yeah. So I'm taking digs uh, okay. flat out. I'm taking Stefan digs. Uh, he's going later. He, I think he's safer. I think he's had uh, a better trajectory through his, throughout his career. He's improved every single season that he's played in the NFL. I think he's going to improve again this season. Um, I don't think we're going to. I, I, so I, I, I think that uh, Thielen, too, is uh-huh. kind of like I think the reason why he's going ahead of Diggs is kind of that hype that Diggs used to have. Uh, yeah. And not that yeah. Thielen's bad. I'm just saying that's the reason why he's going just above him. Like you said, they're similar players stats wise. Uh, and I, I expect them to do similar. Uh, but if I had to take a shot on one of them, I agree. I, I'm going with Diggs. Yeah, I <clears throat> mainly it was it was those last eight games from Adam Thielen. That's the yeah, most that, recent that could recent thing that happened. Like just to put it in perspective, in those last eight games, he barely beat Sterling Shepard. So I think like oh, whoa, it, he, let's let's uh, not use any derogatory language like that, Perry. <laughs> I know it's rude. If Adam Thielen ever listens to this, I'm sorry, but you did it. It wasn't me, man. Uh, I just I just don't feel safe picking Adam Thielen ahead of Stefan Diggs. Uh, if Adam Thielen fell to me, great. I think I'd be okay with that. I want him as my number two. I don't want him as my number one receiver. Uh, but if I had Stefan as my number one, I feel I feel like I'd feel safer if I went maybe running back, running back, running back. So there you go. Stefan Dix over Adam Thielen. All right. I like <clears> it. Uh, so I started to do my write up uh, the same way that you did yours on my my guys uh, with one receiver and then the other. And mm-hmm. then after I did my first two, I decided to change how I was doing this. And uh, so I went back into it and I just kind of did like. I put both of them on there. Uh, so I did 
my first two receivers I'm going to go over is uh, I, I'm, I'm not doing mine in the ADP order like you did. I'm doing mine in the easiest one for me to choose down to the hardest one. Okay. Uh, so I, the first one I did was uh, Keenan Allen versus Amari Cooper. Uh, and the reason why, uh, or in, so how I did it was I got Keenan Allen versus Amari Cooper, and I'm just going to go through like what I like about them versus what I don't like about them um, okay. all at once instead of breaking down by receiver. So <clears throat> with Amari Cooper, uh, he's super inconsistent. Like there's games where he's going to win you that week, and then there's games where he's going to lose you that week. Uh, so I don't like that with players unless – your name's Tyreek Hill. Um, <laughs> so uh, I decided, so I, I don't really like Amari Cooper for that reason. Uh, he could vanish. He's on a new team, obviously, but he's done this before. The stats he put up with uh, Dallas, he's done this with Oakland before too. And then he's vanished. So that's that's a scary thought. Like that could happen next year. And for where he's being drafted, you, you can't afford for that to happen. Where is he being drafted? Do you know? Uh, so they're wide receiver 11 and 12. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So he, you know, he would be possibly your wide receiver one or two, depending on, you know, where, where you're sure. picking, how you're picking. Um, but w- would you be happy with him as a two? No. Really? No. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm not picking him. He, he, someone else will have him on their team. Uh, so he he did see like I said he saw he had some great games and I do like Dak uh, more than Carr so I'm not saying that I think he's gonna com- like be as bad as he did for Oakland I think he'll do better than that I'm just afraid that he could still disappear uh, and then like uh, <laughs> oh sorry I was reading my notes made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, there's, I mean, there's a good chance that like in the middle of the game, he could be part of the play, but still standing on the sideline drinking Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean? I was like, that was a good one. I forgot I wrote that. Uh, (laughs) And then like out of the chargers, I expect the same offense that they put up last year. Uh, Dallas, I'm not as positive on about them putting out the exact same offense they rolled out with last year. So uh, the Chargers, I expect uh, Keenan Allen to have very similar numbers to what he did uh, the previous year, and he's way more consistent with what he does. Uh, And if Gordon continues to hold out, I think that only benefits uh, Keenan Allen. I I still think they're going to be able to run the ball, not as well as with uh, Gordon, but they'll be able to pass the ball for, you know, they'll have long more passing situations. So that you, that's just beneficial for him. Are you concerned at all concerned all at all about Keenan Allen's injury history? I mean, you always gotta like consider that, but uh I I like he last year I believe he played the entire season last year. Uh if not he missed one game. So uh, I feel like he's recovered and he's gotten worked his way through that. So I'm not as concerned with that. Uh, once you see another, like a full season in after an injury, you know, that kind of alleviates that worry. I, I know mm-hmm. last year I was scared about that with him. Uh, yeah, he did play. He did play the entire season. Yeah. So, so I, I feel, I, I feel fine with that. I'm not afraid of that at all. 
He also played the entire 2017 season. Yeah. And then before, what was the injury before that? He was out for almost the entire season the year before. The entire 2016 season. Yeah. The the only reason I bring it up is because that's what people are going to talk about when it comes to Keenan Allen, because I totally agree with you. Yeah. And, but if, like, let's say Keenan Allen has an injury, I know he's not playing, but Amari Cooper could have his jersey on, pads on, out there on the field, not playing. That's a good point. You know that you have to find somebody to replace Keenan Allen if he gets hurt. Exactly. But it's really hard to sit Amari Cooper. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that uh, obviously I'm going with Allen uh, every time on this one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. I I think uh, the reason I wanted you to talk about that these two were, in particular Amari Cooper, because there was that hype that you talked about. And then there was the really poor or inconsistent production. And then he went to Dallas and he had great production. And now he's coming into the season with a bunch of hype again. And I just want people to be aware of who they're getting. Um, the person hasn't changed. The yeah. team may have changed. It's still Casper. The He's still there. So if he gives us a great season this season. Then, I'm sold for just, next year. Yeah, just now <laughs> put our foots in our mouth. But uh, I think you can expect the... 15-yard, one-reception performance from Amari Cooper this season at some point. And not only does he have to put on a great season this year, he has he still would have to outperf- outperform Keenan Allen. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, cool. So moving on to my second pair of wide receivers, another pair of teammates, uh, which made this really hard, by the way, Justin. <laughs> You're welcome. The teammates. I hated the teammate thing. <laughs> Because one affects the other so greatly that it, it was yeah. really hard to talk about one or and not talk about the other. Uh, but that's Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Uh, so, Justin, Brandon Cooks is a boomer bust player, right? Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, historically, well, that, yeah. that may be true, yes, but not yeah. last season. Uh, yeah. He's, he's known as one. Because, yeah. And I think that's more <laughs> just because he's an explosive player explosive yeah. and so he has a lot of breakaway plays but yeah on the rams last year he that that wasn't the case for him he was one of the most consistent wide receivers in football last year finishing as a wide receiver two or better 53.3 percent of the time which ranked 14th amongst wide receivers in 2018 uh so he's being taken as a number 15 receiver i think that's perfect like he's exactly where he should be um, his first season in LA was really eye-opening for uh, fantasy owners, or at least it should have been. Uh, it, I don't think we can call him a one-trick pony, a boom-bust, uh, deep threat only, whatever you want to categorize it. I don't think we can do that anymore. Uh, I, I, he has become, yes, he can take the top off of defense, but he's also a really good possess- possession receiver. Trust me, I, ha- I owned him last year. I watched every game. And he was cutting across the middle, picking up first downs, and I loved every bit of it. Did not win me a championship, but that's not his fault. It's Todd Gurley's fault. Uh, um, Todd Gurley. Uh, <clears throat> so the only uh, downside to to Brandon Cooks is that he only scored five touchdowns last season. I know only, but five touchdowns is kind of low for somebody, for a wide receiver drafting at 15, I think. I would yeah. like to see that maybe seven. I feel really good if it was at seven, but um, uh, I think he's capable of that. 
But the the issue is there are three very talented receivers on this team, Robert Woods, who I'll talk about, and Cooper Cup, who's coming back from an injury. And that's just a lot of mouths to feed. You know, if each of them caught, uh, you know, seven touchdown passes, that's what, 21 touchdown passes just between the three? Did I do that math right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that at 21 touchdown passes and, and what we got to find another say eight to nine touchdowns to get him to 30 to get Jared Goff to 30 touchdowns. We're kind of, it's, that's asking a lot, I guess is what I'm thinking. One of these guys, one of these three is going to have lower numbers when it comes to scoring. Um, but, uh, I think, <clears throat> I think that Brandon cooks is probably going to have a similar season to what he did last year. I have him pegged at 11,000 or 1100 yards, 11,000 yards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look out. Hot uh, take. Yeah, 1,100 yards, 85 receptions, which is about five more than he had last year, and six touchdowns. I think if you get that those kind of that kind of production out of him, I think he should be happy. I think that's what you should expect. It could be higher. We don't know how Cooper Cup's going to return, but same. that's the same scenario for this next guy, uh, Robert Woods. Yeah, don't, don't worry. I'll let you know how he's going to return here in a minute. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so we talked about consistency with uh, Brandon Cooks. Robert Woods is able to hold, hold his own, though, when it comes to consistency in 2018. Uh, it took 11.7 PPR points to be a wide receiver three or better. So if you scored 11.7 at least in every game, you were a wide receiver three or better. He did that 87.5% of the time. So basically, he was startable every game or almost every single game. Uh, the only names ahead of him on that list were Devonte Adams, Deandre Hopkins and Antonio Brown. It's pretty good company. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've heard some talk about, uh, about Robert Woods being a possible top 10 receiver this season. I don't know where people are getting their information, but that's not going to happen. Um, I guess it could happen, but it's my job to tell you the likelihood of things happening and the likelihood of that happening is very low uh if you draft him with the hopes that he's going to be a top 10 receiver you're going to be disappointed i think um i think where he finished last year is about where he's going to finish again just like with brandon cooks there's a cap in this offense and three guys we have three guys that people are expecting to explode it just it's not going to happen <laughs> uh so i i could see him around 1200 yards so um some more yards than brandon cooks same amount of touchdowns and around the same amount of uh, receptions um this i guess it would be a slight drop from where he was last year but it's pretty close almost negligible um so justin you want to know who i'm picking of course uh so i'm gonna take brandon cooks i've had brandon cooks before i think brandon cooks has a longer pedigree of being a talented fantasy player when he was in New Orleans, he was good. When he was in New England, he was good. And he was good last year. Brandon or Robert Woods has only really had two seasons where he's been relevant. And the first season he had, he had two games with two touchdowns, which really made him explode and made that season look a lot better than it really was. So I'm going to take the safe bet. I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. But with that being said, between Coop, uh, excuse me, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods, I'm following the same philosophy that I did with the Vikings and I'm taking the wide receiver that falls the furthest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you uh, on that. Uh, 
and okay, so I'm gonna just go straight into mine here because I got Cooper Cup and Alshon Jeffrey next. Yeah. So, um, this one, uh, man, I went into I went into some detail on this. I removed a bunch of it because, yeah, I'll, I'll, my just I had feelings boiling up with within me while it's I was okay. doing this. I'm long winded enough for the both of us, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so I short. Don't worry, my my third one, uh, I I took, I made up for it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I got Cooper Cup versus Alshon Jeffrey. So first, I like comparing these two guys uh, because they've both been with their team for two years at this point. Alshon's been on Philly for two years. Cooper Cup has two years with the Rams. His only two years. Um, so, despite receiving an incredible amount of targets. Alshon Jeffrey, he struggled. Like mm-hmm. he he had a ridiculous amount of targets last year. Uh or, sorry, in 2017. Uh so I, I had the number up here because I did some calculations here. I got but this is the point. Uh he caught less than half of them. Under fifty percent. I'm going to talk about a guy that has a similar thing going on. Yeah, so that that's really bad. That's really bad. Yeah, that same year, Cooper Cup was at 65%. So that that's the difference there in the splits between them. Cooper Cup had a lot less um, uh, targets. Yeah. But he outperformed Jeffrey because of that. This is in 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so he had 120 two, targets, and he only caught 57 of them. Yeah, that's that's not that's good. terrible. Yeah. On a scale of good to not good, that's not good. Yeah, I wonder what John Gruden would say about him. He'd love him. He's a grinder. He's a grinder. Uh, He's out there grinding. <laughs> he would say, "Get Nathan Peterman out there throwing him the ball, and you'll see an <laughs> yeah. increase." Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So. <laughs> But six five same year. So in 2018, though, Alshon rebounded a little bit. He, he's uh, he made it up to 70 percent of his uh, targets for catches. Much better. Yeah, but Cooper Cup had 72 percent. Oh. So didn't hugely outperform him, but again, better. Uh, Cup and Cup got injured that uh, in 2018, so he didn't finish the year. If you were to take the year that he had and continue it out. He, like, outperformed Jeffrey in every way and was just, he was, every stat is better. Literally, every stat you could measure, Cooper Cup was better than Jeffrey. He did get injured, so you have to take that into account. Uh, And he's just coming back from that injury. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's playing with Carson Wentz, who I talked about this before, is the worst quarterback uh, that not the worst quarterback, but the two of them playing together uh, gives you the worst stats that Alshon Jeffrey sees in every right. category. Like it, it's like that means I, Jay Cutler is better for than Alshon Carson Jeffrey, Wentz, right? For Alshon Jeffrey overall, is that what you said? <laughs> Absolutely not. J- I mean, Jay Cutler doesn't care. <laughs> no, Jay Cutler, <laughs> Jay so, Cutler does not care about anything yeah he's like <laughs> jay cutler's like carson wentz is better i don't yeah. care <laughs> jay cutler's um, also like i got paid millions of dollars to go play one year in miami and nobody cared if i won or lost so right um but yeah so it's like that that just seals the deal that for me that he's playing with this quarterback who they just do not mesh well 
Uh, so between these two guys, I'm probably not taking either one of them. But if I no, have to are. choose between the two of them, I'm <laughs> yeah, taking you're... Cooper Cup. Uh, okay. And like, like I said, I started uh, Cup. I had like a probably a full paragraph on his stats. And then I'm like, why am I going this deep into it when I already know Alshon Jeffrey's stats? Like, I know which guy I'm picking here. So I think this might be the first one that we disagree on. I would take Alshon. Um, I, oh, man. I, I used to love Alshon. And when Alshon is playing with uh, any other quarterback, like, I like him a lot more, too. It's not like I hate Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I, I just don't want him playing in that offense. I just see for me it's Cooper Cup is playing with two other guys that are going to take a lot of targets and he's coming off that that huge injury and for yeah. I I really believe that player it takes almost a full year for a player to get really back to speed and the chance of a re-injury I feel is very high with him so I would take Alshon I kind of agree with you that I wouldn't take either uh but I would pick Alshon I think over over cooper cup just because the injury yeah i mean if i gotta choose between these two guys i'm taking cooks (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) me too (laughs) also they're they're the wide receiver 22 and uh 23 off the board yeah Uh, i i did just the ranking in wide receivers instead of adps because that's just the way i was sorting the players when i was looking through them yeah um Okay, so here's my last pairing. Uh, I think Justin tried to test me a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tried to test my my Denver fandom versus my fantasy football brain. Uh, yeah, fantasy football one for sure. Uh, so this is Cortland Sutton versus Christian Kirk. And maybe I already just gave away who I'm taking, but I'll go over it all anyway because you guys know I like to talk. Uh, so Cortland Sutton has his rookie season last year he had a very good rookie season as a denver fan i'm very excited about Cortland sutton's season last year and his future in denver he had 704 yards and four touchdowns on a terrible denver offense okay that's great but uh he only had 42 receptions on 84 targets so if you're not quick with math that's 50 percent. we just <laughs> talked about that it's exactly 50%. That's pretty bad. Now, if he had Case Keenum throwing him the ball, who knows how how, <laughs> how catchable some of those balls were. But, but now he's got Joe Flacco. Now, yeah, now he's got Joe Flacco. And I want to talk about Joe Flacco a little bit with Cortland Sutton. Now, I'm, I'm picking Christian Kirk, but I want to talk about Cortland Sutton. Joe Flacco is not the quarterback you want throwing to your number one receiver. I know that Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl, and we have to give him that respect. But Super Bowls do not win championships in fantasy football. Just look at Tom Brady last year. Didn't want to own Tom Brady last year. Won another Super Bowl. Some of the best wide receivers that Baltimore's ever had, Justin. Uh, I'll read a few of them off to you. Steve Smith. Do you like Steve Smith? I love Steve Smith. I know you do. Anquan Bolden? Yeah, I love Anquan. Yeah, Bolden. Tory Smith? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. Tory Smith, not as much, but I kind of got it yeah. as a 49er fan, especially. Yeah, I know. So, uh, obviously, those are three guys that we hold in high esteem when it comes to wide receiver position. They've at least had very productive careers, if not amazing careers in 
you know, Steve Smith and even Anquan Bolden. Steve Smith, his best year with Joe Flacco was 79 receptions, 1,065 yards, and six touchdowns. It's pretty good. Are we saying Portland Sutton is as good as Steve Smith? Probably not. I don't think that's fair to even make that comparison with him yet. But that's Steve Smith, a Hall of Fame wide receiver's best season with Joe Flacco. Anquan Bolden, his best season, 887 yards, 64 receptions, and seven touchdowns. I think if we got that out of Cortland Sutton uh, this coming year, we'd be very excited. I just don't know if we're going to. And then Torrey Smith, he had one season with 1,128 yards, and then he had a separate season with 11 touchdowns. I think those are both outliers, and they did not happen in the same season. But it was one of the only 1,000-yard receiving seasons from wide receiver that Joe Flacco ever threw. Um, So bottom line, I don't think Cortland Sutton's going to hit the numbers of a Steve Smith or an Anquan Bolden just yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think what we're looking at with Cortland Sutton is possibly around 800 yards, maybe four touchdowns, maybe around 60 receptions. I don't know. I mean, I'm not starting that. I guess if if I was drafting for depth, maybe. But I think Christian Kirk is. You can make the argument for depth with Christian Kirk. Um, so. Larry Fitzgerald has been the guy in Arizona forever, it feels like. Nobody's even been able to touch him as the go-to guy, no matter how old he gets. But I think this could be the first season where a player comes in and could take Larry Fitzgerald's place as the go-to guy in the receiving court. Put on your sunglasses because the eclipse is coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't mean any disrespect to Larry Fitzgerald. He's had one of the greatest careers a wide receiver could ever have. But it's, I mean, yeah, the eclipse is coming. It's got to happen, right? Yep. And Christian Kirk is like the first guy that anybody's been willing to say this could happen. It could be him. Last season, uh, he only played 12 games. He had 590 yards and three touchdowns with 68 targets on a really, really bad team. I know what I just said about Cortland Sutton and Technically, Sutton had probably better stats, but he did play the full season. Christian Kirk did not. Also, the situation matters. In Arizona, that's a good situation to be in when it comes to an offense this season. Uh, with that new head coach coming in, he's they're gonna. I, I could see them having like seventy plus plays, offensive plays per game, this season. Uh, you have new quarterback and Kyler Murray, super athletic. Super good arm. They're going to throw the ball. It, like, it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I I, don't like to draft. Uh, when I'm drafting the rounds that I would take one of these guys, I'm not drafting for safety. I don't. That's not. I'm not drafting for floor uh, when it comes to where I'm going to pick these two guys. I'm not picking them to start right away. So I'm drafting for ceiling. I'm drafting for boom, and I'm drafting for some depth. Christian Kirk could explode this season. I think that uh, we're looking at a floor of about 800 yards and five touchdowns, which would be, in my mind, a disappointing season for him, and a ceiling of 1,100, maybe 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, and that's as the 36th receiver off the board. Uh, I'm taking Christian Kirk. I, you didn't really get me on this one, Justin. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, and and they're back to back in the rankings too. That, good, that's yeah. That's the the other thing is like, why would I take Cortland Sutton when Christian Kirk is right there? Yeah, and honestly, like I haven't really dug deep into those play either one of them. So that's why I gave them to you because I know they're you know they're both new players and uh, you know coming off their second year or going into their second year. And uh, right. so I was like man, one of these dudes is about to explode. Let me have Perry dig into them for me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to do the work for you. But, that I mean, that's what my gut feeling tells me anyway, just based off those two offenses. Yeah, I just I just don't see I, – I mean, I love Denver, but I just can't take Cortland Sutton this year. Yeah, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I, I think you know I hope I'm hope I'm I, You know, but – I think people are getting so excited about having a relevant receiver, but it's not 2013, all right? We don't have Peyton Manning throwing 55 touchdowns in Denver. So I, I just – where you have Joe Flacco throwing and, probably 24 touchdowns. And half of those are going to his tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm going to get into my, my last two. Uh, All right. They're wide receiver 28 and wide receiver 30. And uh, Perry, I think you also tried to uh, test my fandom uh, versus my fantasy mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you guys don't know already, I am a 49er fan. So Perry gave me Dante Pettis versus Tyler Boyd. And I want to start out by saying Dante Pettis is going to be the number one wide receiver at the end of this year. I mean, I'm Wait, not picking. I'm not picking him there. And the number one wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really hope that's true. Uh, Wait, but Wait. <laughs> but it's I probably wanna, not. But I, I really sure hope that, that is true. I just want to make sure we have the definition here. <laughs> so yeah, you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, the number one number overall. one overall wide receiver will be done. Don- oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Overall, yeah, that that's that is where I would like him to finish. All right, now let me get into this. Okay, Cortland Sutton will be the number one <laughs> wide receiver this year. All right, so True. this one, uh, I've actually gone back and forth doing mock drafts, uh, like a cup probably a couple months ago with this pick. Like, man, which one of these guys do I take? I want one of these guys, huh? And I, I actually think I went with, uh, uh I'd say I know about, you've gone Pettis. Oh, yeah. Two or three months ago, I was going Pettis the majority of this time. Um, and I, But I did go Boyd sometimes, too. It just I, I kept going back and forth. It's a tough one. Uh, and I love both of them. So I'm, I'm going to start with Pettis. Like, he's... He's a young player, obviously. Uh, he's he's smart and he's really good. Like as a player, he he did great on the team at the end of the year, uh, and he's being forced to be their number one wide receiver. Uh, I'm not saying that he is a number one wide receiver for a team or that quality, but that is who he is on that team. He doesn't have an option because there is no other number one wide receiver there. Uh, so. I mean that's that's kind of a, a rough position to put a young player in like that, uh, and you know he's uh, hold on I lost my spot, but what okay so what he's really good at kind of surprised me too because you got people like Tyreek 
and uh, Goodwin on his team, who is an Olympic sprinter, right? And, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone knows how fast Tyreek Hill is. Uh, but what if I told you that out of all the players in the NFL, Dante Pettis led the league in separation? I did not know that. Yeah, he nobody had more separation like at the point of the target, like once the ball is being released to him, than Dante Pettis in the NFL. Was it because they weren't worried about the ball being catchable? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's possible, but he actually, uh, he, he, it was, uh, I want to say it was 70-something uh, percent, 78 percent of the balls were uh, catchable balls. Nice. Yeah, not not great, but no, I, I just not like, as I'm bad just... as I I would assume with their plethora of uh, quarterbacks they played last year. I'm, I'm just giving you a flack. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> go uh, on, go on. Yeah, sorry, uh, but yeah. So I mean, that's a great stat, and that's that's a good thing you see want to see in a wide receiver that they could get away from the defender. Obviously, it's easier to catch the ball when there's no one guarding you. Um. And, but then, like, during this offseason, you start hearing about, uh, you know, recently I started hearing about Trent Taylor. Maybe people are like, oh, he could lead the team in receptions in the slot, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe the hype. Yeah, I don't believe that. But that's not something you want to hear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what you would like to hear is people saying, Dante Pettis looks amazing this year, even if it is just coach talk. Uh, you still want to hear that they're saying it. Uh it's a Kyle Shanahan offense again, so he, there, there's going to be lots of opportunities for, for people to put up points. Uh, that's what his offenses do. And, uh, yeah, that being said, I'm going to get into Boyd now. So Boyd came up behind A.J. Green. Uh, you know, it's not fair because before the A.J. Green news, <laughs> I, I sent you this. <laughs> And then uh, this makes oh, it too easy. Right, right. Thank you, Perry. <laughs> so Boyd came up behind A.J. Green, a name that you may recognize. Uh, A.J. Green's been a number one wide receiver for quite some time. Uh, and he's a great wide receiver. And that gave Boyd a chance to be the number two wide receiver. And that's that's a big benefit for him to come up after or behind AJ green, learn from him, grow as a player. And then AJ just got hurt for several weeks. Like we were talking about, I should, I am anticipating a two to four week Perry was saying four to five, like he's going to be gone. So Mm -hmm. that puts him in that number one wide receiver position. Similar. Like we talked to, or I talked about Pettis being put into, except he's been groomed for it. Like he is ready for that position and opposed to being forced into that position. So he's definitely going to be more ready than Pettis to fulfill that role. Uh, he's, he's better than Pettis and almost every measurable stat uh, and like uh, not just stat, but like uh, his, when you, I, I mean, I guess there's still stats, but his physique, like when you measure his, his vertical, his straight line sprinting, literally everything, how fast he changes direction. The only thing that uh, that Pettis is really better at him is getting open at that point of separation, or getting that separation at the point of target. Uh, but 
Boyd has shown that he can still catch the ball when he's being guarded. So it's not that big of a deal. Uh, he's proven himself already that he's ready for that next step. And yeah. Pettis, uh, people are banking on the opportunity ha- he has uh, opposed to his ability. Uh, opposed to his ability uh we haven't seen enough from him yet to say he is a wide receiver one he's going to fulfill that role so i mean it's an easy pick for me for this one uh boyd's the easy pick here especially with that injury like perry talked about and his adp is about to skyrocket so they're not even going to be near each other uh and probably today yeah i i wonder if i'll be getting tether boyd now because his ADP is I know that's that's the upsetting thing when you make a prediction like that like oh this guy's gonna be great and then like something happens to where now everyone loves him you're like no I said this first he's mine I know I tweeted that (laughs) out you know a couple of guys in the industry were tweeting about Tyler Boyd and it's like I already said this this is mine (laughs) (laughs) get off but they don't care who I am so (laughs) yeah you're like yeah okay bud also we're not they're like we're not in the same league either yeah (laughs) we can both have him yeah i think uh with pettis before the injury right with pettis and boyd the interesting thing was you're probably drafting one of these guys to start um or at least be start as a flex or in a three wide receiver league especially um and if that were the case i would want boyd as well um but I think if I was drafting for a bench, I mean, I wouldn't. 